Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Old school. Jay Foreman running solo bolo right now with Harrison. I uh, got a special guest. But before we do that, uh, old school is brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop. 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Uh, without further ado, we've got a good friend here. First, first and foremost, we've got Dr. Razin from AMI, Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. I always think it's good. Uh, to have people come in that could give different perspectives on sports, but then on injuries as well. Because um, if you got if you watched the Jacksonville State game last night, uh, we'll jump right into it. Then you, first, you can introduce yourself and kind of talk about you know how you got involved in all this, uh, you know, being a doctor and some of the things you do. But there was a big hit on a quarterback, and he definitely got put to sleep. And from a person that liked to think that I gave out some concussions, I gave out some, or I got some myself and, uh, seeing it in live, you cannot tell the difference in hits. So Dr. Razdan, without further ado, just kind of introduce yourself sure. there to all our listeners out there and, uh, give you a little background on it. And then, uh, we'll dive into some medical stuff. Sure. No problem. My name is Rahul Razdan. You can a, move up a little bit. I'm a, yeah. interventional vascular and interventional radiologist here with advanced medical imaging. I've been practicing uh, in Lincoln for about 13 years. I came from the East Coast, right. uh, grew up there, and uh, have been uh, blessed to be here in Nebraska. I'm a, I'm a true Husker at this point because right. uh, you can't be anything else in this <laughs> town. So, um, But I got involved with uh, you know pain management and sports medicine type of uh, part in my kind of field. Right? Right. So I'm an interventional radiologist. We, we're basically image-guided surgeons. So we do procedures uh, using imaging. Right. Right? So I work for Advanced Medical Imaging, and uh, using those imaging techniques like ultrasounds or MRIs or CTs, we perform procedures because the biggest thing in surgery in a long time is that you, you don't know what you're looking at sometimes if, you, if you're blind about it, right. right? So if we use imaging, you can actually see what you're looking at and treat it, right? right? So, I mean, you want to talk about head to toe, I go head to toe. Right. You know, we, we can go, um, we treat anything from the feet right. all the way up to the brain. Yeah. So, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a great field. Um, I wish there were more people in it, uh, right. but you know, we're a few of us here in uh, Nebraska and they're all really good. Right. Uh, so I can only say good things about them. And, uh, we at AMI have three of us right. and we work at the, our surgery center exclusively and we do some stuff at the other hospitals and uh, we go all the way out to Holdridge and uh, all the way to Geneva, and so right. we we do we do go out there too. Um, and I treat a lot of I treat a lot of athletes. I treat a lot of other all sorts of patients. Right. Being, uh, you know, shoulder injections, hip injections. You want to talk about plantar fasciitis? We can, right. we do we treat about headaches. We we do a lot of pain management stuff right. and that stuff. But you know, I'm not a pain doc. Right. But I use imaging to treat 
sports injuries. Yeah, because I, th- I think that what I like for me as a football player, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, when you get in the pros, you know, you always want to get a second opinion. And because you're just kind of you just don't trust the, the team doctors. And so that kind of like jade, jade, you know, jaded me for doctors in general. No offense, because you know the fun <laughs> thing now, like between you, Nate Green, Doctor Finn, you guys are all fr- friends now. But you know, when you find somebody that's actually doing what's right for you, that's why I think it, you know, great to have you come in. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was talking about the concussion last night. Talk about the because it was always when I first met with you, you told me about yep. it. Then I kind of researched about it, and I obviously, you know, I coach a lot of you know younger sure. youth youth sports. I think it's like, unfortunately, concussion and percentage of it just seems like it's there's more kids. And so it's more more uh, prevalent. Talk about the unique thing that you do with headaches and sure in heads in, in injury, head injuries in sports that people don't know about um, because it's not something that, you know, is widely talked about. But then also we're on the radio. And we talk sports. So let's talk about the other side of sports as well. Uh, absolutely. I look, I got I'm a parent. I got right. kids. My kids play sports. My, my son plays football and. You know, there's there's no doubt that that is on my mind when my kids are playing. I right. mean, hey, kids, grownups, everybody's. I mean, that kind of stuff occurs. Concussion, it's a, it's a brain injury. Right. I mean, that's the basic way to look at it. It's a, it's a traumatic brain injury. Sure. Uh, your your brain sits it sits in the skull around some fluid and it gets shaken up and when right. you get hit and it, and that can cause things to happen. Right. That, and that concussion symptoms like dizziness, headache, nausea, all the things that you're associated with concussion. That can occur now. When it becomes serious right. and lasts longer than the two weeks or the ten right. days, then it becomes post-concussive, right? right. And uh, and it's it, you know it's personal to me because you know because I have kids that play sports, but I've also seen a lot of patients over the last six seven years who come in uh, with severe headaches. Right. And so one of the treatments I offer at AMI is we do the migraine therapy or headache therapy or SPG therapy. Right. And that and we've started noticing, hey, you know, for these kids who are coming in for headaches. And some of the teenagers and adults coming in for headaches, you know, they they talk about this brain fog. I don't right. know if you, I mean, you, you've been in, yeah. around this long enough to know oh, about I the know brain what fog. It is, yeah, it, it's amazing. And about two weeks after their therapy, two to, two to four weeks after their therapy, that brain fog seems to eliminate, uh-huh. and they they seem to go back to school okay. They 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 get back to their daily activities. Okay. Sure. And so we started looking at this, and as as I started treating more and more kids, you know, thirteen to seventeen of eight years of age, right. Uh, the school emphasis started getting better, meaning they were they were participating back in their activities quicker because they right. kept saying, "Hey, doc, the brain fog is getting better." Right, and that was because of this pain treatment that we do for headaches, and right. and that's how I got into this concussion stuff. And of course, watching football as right. I do, it, it, you know, it, it kind of made sense getting involved with this. Kind of yeah, stuff. one of the things I, I think people don't understand about concussions because I think it's there's information out there, but I think obviously with the NFL, they kind of brush it underneath the rug. Is just the 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 variations of them. No, mm-hmm. no, trust me, I've had every single variation of them. But just one, I want to talk at the worst to mm-hmm. all the way back to kind of like we used to call it getting our bell rung. Mm-hmm. Talk about the ones that you see sometimes where you have an like I don't know if you remember when Luke Keekley had his mm-hmm. last one and then he just just started crying profusely or you, you know what I'm saying. Talk about that one because that seems like it's a total personality change. Persona- yeah. what, now what is that? And what does that mean if a parent sees it or a teammate sees it? That's a talk about that. That's one. a great. That's a great observation. Actually, that's the severe form of concussion, right? right? So you, people talk about mild traumatic brain injury, mild TBI, right. but 
that's the stuff that you know. You know, you tell the kid to stop watching uh, TV for three days or stop playing video games sure. for two or three days, and not don't uh, don't be around flashing lights. It gets better after two or three days, right? right? You don't let them go back to activity about seven or ten, but but the ones that go after two to four weeks after that, right? Mm-hmm. You start seeing these people's uh, personality changes, the gait changes, they walk differently, right. they talk differently. Well, that's when the, that severe concussive syndrome, the severe concussions, are diagnosed. Right. Okay, now I, I don't want to get into this scientific too much scientific sure. lingo but when the brain shakes the the nerves what we call white matter and uh, neurons and nerves they get they get shaken up too right, right. And, and i can explain the 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 physiology behind but i think the best way to describe it is you you shook up the brain you right. change something right and it does take time to get back to that normalcy right and but but when you were what you were describing is what i would tell is a severe concussion syndrome right or a severe concussion symptom right and that that needs to be evaluated further, and that's what you know. We see a lot of those come through AMI. We, uh, as we know, we, we have a bunch of neuroradiologists that work with us, and those guys. We, we have MRI machines mm-hmm. that are specifically geared towards doing MRIs of the brain, mm-hmm. and that MRI of the brain is one of the diagnostic ways we use imaging to figure out what what is happening in concussion. Now, I will tell you, a lot of times we use CTs also. That's because we're trying to figure out, hey, is it a concussion or is it something bad, like a aneurysm that or is it a brain bleed or something sure. worse but when we when we want to diagnose things we use our mri machine we have some high-tech stuff nowadays as docs in our right. in our armament that we can use to diagnose these things yeah and talk about the ones like i remember my my first play in the nfl i got knocked silly talk about the ones where a guy like well i just described me i got hit essentially the ground woke me up talk <laughs> about the difference of those and then you're kind of like you know you got you're kind of they got the drunk legs a little bit and so you're out for what a couple seconds yeah, generally. Yeah. Talk about that one as well because I mean, like I said, there's different variations of them. They are absolutely so mild, moderate, severe type of symptoms, and then right. the post-concussive syndrome. Right? right, that's what we we kind of talked about that a little bit. But uh, the mild portion is that hey, you you go out. The, the kid describes hey, I just went out and I got up and I was dizzy and I, I had a headache and the worst ones and that's the mild one. And then mm. then they say, well, then I started crying profusely. I mean. Big tough kids, right. they get up off the, and then they just they seem to have the urge to cry. I mean, right. now they're hurt, I get it, but that's like crying right after the pain, and then right like a couple hours afterwards. Right. And, and the ones that I worry about, uh, the worry about significantly are the ones that slur their speech. Sure. They they have the the eye throbbing and the, right. and the the nausea, and they keep profusely vomiting. That's the kind of stuff that starts scaring me. And that's right. when you you talk about getting your bell rung. Yeah. Well, those guys get their bell rung, and then something changes. Yeah. Where they, they that their brain doesn't doesn't revert back to normal quickly right. enough. And that's why we tell them. That's why the rest and self assurance and all that kind of stuff is very important. But then when you have that the stuff that moves worse, you know, the post concussive stuff that may not get better on its own. So right. you may need to go see your doc and right. talk about your symptoms and maybe get on some medications and do sure. that kind of stuff. And is it like, uh, you know, is a good analogy of like, you know, like when they, you go to like Philadelphia and they ring the bell and even though you hear the, na- the the noise of the bell, but it's still vibrating and it might take, I don't know, however, a couple of sure. minutes. So that's, is that the, the ringing of the bell is that right. it's that ear, inner ear yeah. stuff that you got shook up enough that that vibration, vibration, the, the ding, the yeah. dinging, the, that, that stuff is coming up because your brain got shook up right. and you know, there's other complex things that go from your outside of your ear to the inside of the ear that probably got moved around. Now, I, now how do they get back to normal? Right. That takes time. Right. And then of course, seeing your doc and making sure he, he sees you properly. What's the recommended time for, for a parent uh-huh. here is just say a kid comes home from practice, mm-hmm. right? 
And also, I want to tell everybody out there, and correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes you can have a concussion and it doesn't hit you till after practice. Absolutely. So for a parent out there or, you know, a, a guardian, right? Mom, dad, or guardian. What's the recommended time after you a parent or somebody recognizes, say, man, you know what, Jay's a little off. What's the recommended? Talk about the process of integrating them back. Not only yep. take sports out of it, but back to school, yep. sports, et cetera. Again, it's, that's a great uh, question because, uh, you know, times have changed. Yeah. Hey, back in the oh, back in the day, it was two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It was like, now it's three days, three right. to four days. But I actually think if it was my kid, mm-hmm. uh, I would keep him out for about seven days right. from from activities and seven to 10 days. I think that's a very reasonable number to keep them out of football or keep them out of the sports activities. People are saying you can go back to school within three to four days. Sure. That's, that's okay. Now it depends. If you got a kid that's slurring his speech, has got that ringing of the bell, that inner ear ringing and other symptoms, gait changes or, you know, stuff that's uh, you know, personality changes, man, that's the scariest part. Those personality changes. Well, then you got a better, uh, you got a, you got a, have a better diagnostic for them. Take them. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done, take them in, get them seen by somebody. But you know, the, you know, the ones with the mild headache, the 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 you know nausea, that stuff. That's just the traditional mild concussion, and that's you know, I would say you can go get them back to school in about three to four days. Keep them out of activities seven to ten days. Again, you know, I'm right. an interventional radiologist. I'm not a neurologist, right. Right. but uh, but at least uh, I can at least say because I have personal experience with my own kids. Right. I can you know I've looked it up enough that I know how to speak on it. So you're saying the, the smelling salts don't work anymore, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they, <laughs> that's they'll wake you up. They'll yeah, wake yeah, you that, up. <laughs> that, that seemed to be the thing. Just get some smelling salts. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about concussions that obviously from personal experience is is I mean I've had quite a few, but even like now, you, what? Why is it that sometimes you get the ringing in your ears out of nowhere? Well, I mean, depending on you. I mean, right after trauma, I can no. Understand. I mean, I'm past. I've been done playing. I'm just saying <laughs> right now. I mean, it'll just be where you'll get a little bit of replay back from the ear. old from yeah. the injuries, yeah. from like the summation effect of yeah. all those injuries. You have, yeah. man, I tell you, like I said, your brain gets sh- shaken up. I, I mean, if. I had a friend, I, actually, Dr. Finn, he's a neuroradiologist, right. told me if you looked at an MRI of, uh, of uh, some of these athletes, it looks like minced meat, some of them. Right. You know, that, that's scary, you know? Right. What, if you have that kind of imaging findings on your MRI and you see that after so many, so many, like, let's right. look at, I mean, give a prime example. I don't know, but I mean, I haven't seen Mike Tyson, but if, right. I, if I see the amount of times he's probably had a concussion, sure. I'd love to see what his brain looks like. Right. Well, that has consequences, right? So that those consequences of the ringing of the ears or anything else that happens is probably a chronic manifestation of massive number of concussions over the years. Right. And so, I mean, uh, and you know, as I told you, there are nerves, there's all sorts of things that are, get shaken up. Right. right. I mean, going all the way from your brain to your spinal cord, right. things change. I mean, that's why we sometimes do blocks back here right. with needles 
to just to relieve some of the pain right. from the back of the head just to make make people feel better sure. and maybe get the ringing better right. but but that's because it's a chronic manifestation of multiple years of this multiple concussions right yeah i think that's educational man because i think that as much as i think for whatever reasons and, and obviously with you got high school games sure. on tv yep. you got people talking about it, social media i still think there's not a there, it's not a direct there's not a, a lot of direct answers yet. It's still a lot to be determined because of time and just seeing how people react and different people, re, you know, react to it. Um, now we're going to flip to something that I guess a little <laughs> bit less, uh, le, a little bit less scary. Um, and I know this firsthand is the, is the feet. I call them my dogs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things is it that you see commercials for it now, you know, orthotics are everywhere. Of course you see them. If you say, if you say, plantar fasciitis somehow on your phone you start mm-hmm. to see some stuff but you have a really cool um remedy or yep. technique yep. to a uh alleviate some of it and the reason why i know one is because i'll be in there to do it <laughs> but our mutual friend yep. tony miller yep. swears by it talk about that because i think i'm not sure is it new or is it just that actually it's, been, it's yeah. been around right. it's been around it's uh what we do is so you know 10 percent of the population eventually has uh plantar fasciitis it's, right. it's very common Think about the plantar fascia as like the shock absorber of your of your body, right? right. I mean, it's like a slinky, right? Yeah. It should be stretchy. It should be it should be flexible. And when you walk on it, when you run around it, when you jump on it, it should absorb that shock, right? right? Well, over time, with, with the repetitive trauma, that fascia, the plantar fascia, becomes thickened with chronic debris and mm-hmm. chronic scarring. That's right. It just gets abused, right? right. So it becomes really tight. And that's what people describe, right? They get up and they they walk around. Their first step like hurts like hell in the morning, yeah. right? Well, that's because it's become chronically scarred. Right. And what we do, it's a, it's a minimally invasive surgery, image-guided surgery, called a, it's a 10X procedure, right? Sure. What we do is we kind of vacuum out that scar, the vacuum out that chronic scar that's built into that plantar fascia that's basically making it so tight. Right. And by doing that, we relieve that strain, right? right? And so, I mean, you know, this does not remove the need for you to go see an ortho if you have some severe issues. Sure. But this is the kind of in-between. If if this doesn't help you, then you go see a good ortho, orthopedic right. surgeon, right? And right. They, they'll, they'll, they got their own methods. Right. But what we do is we kind of break that scar up, debride it out, suck it out. And then what we do is let the body heal itself in an organized fashion. Sure. So if you, if you imagine if the slinky is all crudded up, it's not flexible anymore. If I come there and vacuum out all that crud and allow it to stretch again, they feel better. Right. Right. And that's what we kind of do. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, and, and I will tell you, no matter what happens in the world, if you don't rest after, sure. you will so never get better. To ask you, so how long, so say like somebody comes in yeah. and has the procedure done, talk about is, is it outpatient and how long is yeah, the rest and, and is there any PT for it or is it that, just, no, is that the rest? That's, that's exactly, exactly what you said. There is absolutely, I, you come to me, see me in clinic, just like every, right. every, we do. And then, Usually, uh, we say that we, we, we try to tell people to try a conservative method first. But if it's taken longer than if they've been in chronic uh, plantar fasciitis for three months, four months, five months, then mm. it's chronic, right? right. No, matter, no matter what they do, it's not going to get better by rest at that point. So at that point, what I do is I try to refer them for PT at the same time, right. and then I do the procedure and tell them after the procedure, you got about four to six weeks where you got to kind of rest it in a boot. Right. And after that boot is taken off, people seem to do better. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I I was one of the guys who wrote the paper on this stuff uh, from Nebraska, and what we what we found is about eighty five percent of the pe- people that we treated seemed to get better. Their quality of life symptoms got better 
and and that means they either were able to go golf like yeah. our, our mutual friend does yeah. or uh or you know they were able to get back to their daily living activities of going to work and sure. and not being pain all the time right. so that's my goal my goal is not to cure you perfectly it's right. just to get you back to doing your normal day-to-day things yeah i mean i, I just think it's it's something i mean trust me i <laughs> my dogs be barking man I, <laughs> hey I must have had a lot. I got flat feet anyway, yep. you know. So that's I, I one, of the, that, one yeah, of the things. Yeah, yeah right I got there. flat feet anyway. But I think is a lot of the miles are on it, and there's definitely the tread is very very thin. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about is like the genitive or chronic injuries because right. you hear about that all right. the time, right? And people, you know, you'll see it. You'll read it in an article. We always got this. Explain what that is because not everybody reads it, but they don't. Right. They're not using Google or Siri, right. so you're an expert. Let everybody know what that means. Chronic is time, okay? That's what it is. It's the amount of degenerative and chronic diseases occur after a certain amount of time. You have an acute phase, which mm. is the first, let's say, I'm going to make up the number by first 20 days. Sure. Well, let's say first 28 days is, is an acute part of the injury. Right. Once that acute injury gets past that time limit, then goes to three months or six months, and if you still haven't fixed it, if it hasn't gotten better, then it goes into that chronic phase. Sure. Okay. I mean, there's some there's some real cool science of cells right. and that stuff we can go into if you want to, but we right. don't. But it's it's the time that matters. Right. And what happens is if you do not rest and uh, get back to it, and it's very hard for athletes like you, right? right? Your yeah. co- you used to tell me all your coaches, but it didn't matter how how much you got hurt, you had to get back on the right. field, yeah, right? For so sure. so that's they don't allow you to heal, right? That's right. why I think the NFL nowadays does a better job. Right. I think they, the injury. They do a better job of it. I mean, we talked about yeah. uh, Kansas City. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> talk about it, but how they really addressed it with yeah. a couple of their players. Yeah. Um, we have tons of Kansas City fans on here, and maybe that's why they're winning Super Bowls because <laughs> when they out there in the Super Bowl, they look like they're moving at warp speed. <laughs> talk about the change that you've seen from pro teams that you've worked with addressing those issues in rest because I think it's, I'll, listen, you won't get no rest when I play. Nope. Yep. Talk about at least now they're at least more open to it and how it's helped the players. Well, because they have actually gotten good physiotherapists, orthopods, uh, and good docs in their in their facility, facility they're able to actually uh, kind of address the chronic time nature of this thing. Sure. If you if you keep getting a guy who's who's got a chronic shoulder injury or or knee injury, if you don't give him time to get better. You just put some steroid or a pain injection right. in there and tell him to get back on the field. He's not going to make it better. He's right. going to make it worse. Sure. Right. But but if you give him some time to recover, and and that's not two days. Right. You know, it's not two days. It yeah. does take a week or two or a couple of weeks to just kind of get that better. And and sometimes you know, as, as we know, the IR reserve, right? right. That's I mean, that's at least four games, right? right. At least yeah. nowadays. So yeah. I mean, that's at least a minimum. Right. You know. So if we can get time to get them back to resting and getting back together, that's the best for them. Now, now I will tell you, technology has yeah. changed the game. People are icing. People have, uh, I mean, there's there are things like stem cells. There are things sure. that people are doing that are so out there that are helping uh, our patient, uh, our athletes get back faster, which is great. Right. Cryotherapy. Right. They put people in ice baths. Yeah, uh, ice bath, yeah. That's, that stuff, you know, when there's an inflammation, when you're on fire, cool it down, right? right. That's, what, that's what they say. Well, the problem is when you have chronic injury, you can't just cool it down. Right. You can cool it, cool down the acute injuries, but the chronic injuries they require deeper understanding. That's sure. why we, we you know, that's why we have great orthopedic surgeons, great neurosurgeons around. Right. right? Th- those guys actually, you know, know the disease process and know how to fix the chronic. Problems. Right. Yeah, and I always think like you you know it'd be a good, you know, 
quarterback, you have to have a good team about it. And so that's why I wanted to ask you next because I felt like, at least from my experience, it was like when I t- talked to you, it was like, okay, this is what we can do. But then you have a great resource. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you don't have to get into details, but as a doctor, when you look to partner with somebody or refer mm-hmm. them, you obviously do you check them out and say, okay, Absolutely. yeah. We have, I mean, you are, you, we are blessed to be in Lincoln, Nebraska because the, the medical community here is extraordinary right it's extraordinary i mean i've been to other places it's extraordinary here in Lincoln. and then of course you want people who are experienced in the disease process now me i get to see the whole thing Dang, right because right. I, i'm not just uh, i'm just not a bone person i'm not right. just a liver person i'm just i i get to i get a chance to look at all of them right, right? and knowing that i know where to if it's something i can't help fix i know yeah. where to send it right and that's that's part of that's part of what i do right, right. i mean i try to help my uh I'm a docs doc. I try right. to help those docs when they need help. And then when I know that I need to get my patients to the right people, right. I get them to the right people. Yeah. So essentially you're, you're John Stockton delivering <laughs> that's to right. uh, Carl Malone. Carl Malone. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, look, doc, I, I appreciate it. Look, I just seen you. I won't even tell you, but I just was there. Harrison, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I always appreciate seeing you, man. I appreciate you coming in. We're going to have Pleasure. you in every so often. We can get you your schedules busy, yeah. which is great. No. But then also we want you to have you come in. Cause I think, as we go on, and if we see more some sort of injuries in the NFL, I want you to be able to come in yep. and talk about. Because I fi- I think as much as we like to talk about sports, I think it's also good to educate people as well. Hundred percent. And yeah. and because uh, I think it obviously I've learned a lot from you. I appreciate it, and they can as well. Um, so and plus, then the, the parents can be a little bit softer <laughs> on some of these kids. These you know, in, in, at the new age stuff, and, and uh, you know, I always tell this. Kids don't jump out of trees and stuff anymore. No, no, so I was your bones is weak. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't drink enough milk, right? It's oh, too no. much pop and soda. Yeah. Good diet and uh, jumping out of trees, you'll be okay. And sleep. Yeah. And don't forget sleep. sleep. Yeah. I appreciate you, Doc. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. We'll jump into some Husker news. But we want to take uh, – or we want to appreciate, again, Dr. Razin coming in. AMI, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. Uh, we'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.